Have you ever felt a little embarrassed because of your faith? I'm not talking about being ashamed of Jesus, but you're with a group of friends and you just feel a little different because of what your faith calls you to do, like you're on the outside looking in. Today on Rooted Daily, we're talking about how the different kinds of shame affect us as Christians. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and no one wants to be shamed or feel ashamed. As Christians, sometimes we struggle with that. We feel like something about our faith is worthy of shame. We feel embarrassed in front of our friends or our family at our work. Uh, I was listening to the radio the other day and this guy had phoned in and, and he was talking about going home from college uh, to see his family and his parents always tried to make him feel embarrassed for all the changes that had happened in his life since he went to school because while he was there, he became a, a Christian. Uh, and because of that, his, his life had kind of turned upside down. He left his fiance, um, he was talking differently, he had changed his major, uh, and now when he went home, he felt like he was an outsider. He felt like the people who had always been the closest to him were now far off. He even felt like they may feel judged by him because of his faith. He felt like if he acted differently, if he tried to live more godly, they would feel like he thought he was better than them. And he felt shame. He felt embarrassed. And sometimes as Christians, that will come. Of course, we can go to the Bible and understand, understand that leaving behind our past opens up the opportunity for a much better future, but we still may feel the sting of separation and embarrassment from time to time. That's one kind of shame and it stinks, but I wanna talk about a different and much worse form that is the other option. John writes in the second chapter of his first letter, and now dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. That is the kind of shame I wanna talk about today. There is a kind of shame so much worse than anything we will ever feel in front of our friends or our family or our coworkers. It's the kind of shame we would feel in front of Jesus if we do not continue in him. And John, he isn't writing this to scare us or uh, to scare the Christians he was originally writing to. Actually, he's writing it to make us more confident. He wants to build us up to endure the other kind of embarrassment, that temporary here and now shame we sometimes feel when our Christian walk makes waves in a non-Christian world. But in the face of that, John says, just keep swimming. Just keep abiding in Christ. First John 1 John 1.26, right before this, says, I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. 
just keep swimming. The world, it will, it will try to lead you astray. And one of the ways the world tries to do that is with shame. They want you to be embarrassed for trying to share your faith. They want you to be embarrassed for choosing not to curse and gossip and fight back when someone insults you. They want you to be embarrassed for being with your family at church instead of watching the game on TV. They will use shame to lead you astray, but you have been anointed. And through that shame, that anointing remains. So don't let it shake you. They'll try to make you feel like the crazy one. But when the anointing abides in us, it teaches us about everything and it is real knowledge, not a lie. The anointing is John's metaphor to describe the work of the Holy Spirit in revealing God's will and word through the apostles to the world. Christians have the knowledge of God and we should remember that. You know, we cannot let that, that momentary doubt, that momentary shame lead us astray. Abide, it's not a word we really use too often now, and I don't find any translation to be terribly helpful in communicating what it means to abide in Christ or remain in God's word, but abide and remain seem to be the words that are used. The Greek word is used to speak of living in a particular location. I live in Indiana. I abide there. I remain there. And maybe that, that helps to think about what it means to remain in Christ. If I abide in an area, it's what I see around me. It's what I surround myself with. And it changes my life. It changes my worldview. I'm in Indiana, so I have to scrape ice off my car in the winter. It means I, I have to stick my head out past the corn to make sure no one's coming when I pull up to an intersection in the fall. I act differently because of where I live. I talk differently because of where I abide. We've got you know our own Midwest accent. I talk like that. And abiding in Christ is the same. I live in him and he changes me. The word it also carries with it the idea of persistence here. It's where I continue to live. We are persistently living, surrounding ourselves with Christ. Our life is all about him. We are staying with him. And when we do, John doesn't say we'll always be free of momentary embarrassment here and now. But look at what we have when we are abiding in Christ. When he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. There's another translation of verse 28. If we abide in Jesus, we are free of the shame we really don't want to feel. And when Christ returns, we can stand in front of him unashamed. There's no reason to fear the return of Christ for those who are abiding in him. In fact, John says that we are to have confidence. We won't shrink in shame at his coming. We are not fearful of that day, but we are looking forward to that day. And what's so profound about that is that with shame here and now, I can avoid it by just avoiding the situation. If I feel embarrassed, uh, when sharing my faith, uh, I can avoid it. If I feel embarrassed living like a Christian, I'll tone it down in front of my friends. If I'm really that ashamed here and now, I can find ways to avoid that shame. I, I can manage to hide my faith from people um, if, I, if I'm so worried about that kind of embarrassment. But this other kind of shame, let's call it eternal shame versus that momentary shame we feel because of our friends or our family or our coworkers, but the eternal shame we cannot escape. 
There's nothing we can do to avoid it. We've all sinned, we're all imperfect. And so when we stand before the perfect sinless Jesus on the judgment day, we should all feel ashamed. But that's when John steps in and says it doesn't have to be that way. You can stand before the almighty God boldly and shamelessly if you abide in Jesus. You may have to endure that momentary shame, but if we don't let it phase us, we will never feel the eternal shame when we get to meet our God. As Christians, we don't look to that day with fear anymore, but with expectation. So continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and we use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you wanna make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent and be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.